So this morning, we're going to continue with the, I've never done a series in my life, so it's quite exciting, but we're going to continue with the ABC of the kingdom, abide, belong, and contribute. And this morning, the title of my message is Belonging to One Another, Belonging to One Another. So most of you can obviously deduce we in the middle now, we're doing the bead, the belonging, and this is really on the back of my message from last week, which was abide, <laughs> abiding in the love of the Father. And we, we started with abide last week because, as I've mentioned, abiding in the love of the Father is the foundation of who we are as Christians. We need to understand who we are, and we need to understand who God is before we can belong to one another, which is the B, and before we can contribute to this church family. We first need to understand how we abide. And like I said last week, only when we abide is belonging and contributing in Christ. Only when we abide in God does belong and contribute, does it happen in Christ. Otherwise, it happens out of the flesh. Um, and we can't only have be, we can't only belong, because then this becomes a social club. Um, we can't only contribute, because otherwise that's dead works, and you're going to contribute for a while, but because you're not abiding, because you don't belong, it's not going to be sustainable, and you, somewhere along the line you'll crash and burn. And we can't actually only abide. Many people say, it's only me and the Holy Spirit, you only need Jesus. Not true, it's unbiblical. Because God calls each one of us to make disciples and to be the light in, in the world. It can't only be you and God. You can't only abide. You need, abiding is the foundation, but out of that place we belong to one another, which we're going to look at, and we contribute. Yeah, so to live a fruitful life and bring glory to God, which hopefully is what we all want to do. We need all three. We need the A and the B and, and the C. And I really want to encourage you, if you didn't listen to my message last week, just to go and have a, a listen, just to kind of, yeah, just to, to know kind of the foundation of where we're talk, talking at. Just a recap quickly on my message from last week. There are two key things we need to understand when we speak about abiding in Him. And that is who God is and what He has done for us and our response. And we said last week, God is our Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. He's not only a God, a distant God, a, a, a creator and a judge. He's our Father first and foremost in the new covenant because of what Jesus has done. So He's our Father. And what He has done for us, He's put us in a family covenant. The Bible speaks about we are now sons and daughters of the living God. He's our father, we are his sons, and we are his daughters, but we are also brothers and sisters. We also belong to one another. Um, and that really is the foundation out of what belong flows and what of contribu contribution flows. Um, the fact that he is our father, the fact that he loves us, the fact that he calls us his sons and his daughters is what we need to be able to belong to one another and to contribute. And then the second key that I said last week is our response. So in light of him being our father, in light of him calling us sons and daughters, what is the appropriate response? And we looked at John 15, where it speaks about, there's no scripture for this, but when we spoke about um, he is divine, we are the, the branches. And we said in our daily walk, we should stay in intimate fellowship with the Lord. A branch abides in the vine by drawing all its life from the vine. 
So we invite in Christ by spending time in prayer, by reading and obeying His Word, by fellowshipping with His people, and being continually aware of our union with Him. And when I speak about our union with Him, I mean the fact that He is our Father, the fact that He loves us, the fact that He sent Jesus to die for us. That we must be constantly aware of that. And as we are aware of that, as we abide in Him, He abides in us. Now with that, does, does that make sense? Now with that foundation, we're going to look at belonging to one another. And just as I've been prepping this week, just thinking about belonging, it's actually such a deep mystery, this thing of belonging to one another. And I really don't think we'll ever properly understand it until we see him face to face. Um, because this thing of belonging to one another, it goes against everything. It goes against our nature. It goes against our culture. It goes against the way the world works, right? No one, no one says, no one in the world goes, you need to belong to other people, and actually you need to sacrifice your own gifts and your own calling and your own time and your own finances for the sake of others. No one says that. People will go, are you insane, Right? But then we come into God's kingdom. They say it's abusive, yeah. But then we come into God's kingdom and God just goes, you belong to one another. Your life is not your own. Your finances is not your own. Your time is not your own. I didn't put you on earth for your sake. I put you on earth for someone else's sake. Um, and the word belong have an interesting, a few, I, I searched on Google, belong definitions. I am Afrikaans, so sometimes I just need that extra bit of help. And there's a few definitions. The first one is to be the property of. So obviously, a car can belong to you, so it's yours, it's your property, or a dog, or a house, or whatever. Another definition is to be a member of a particular group or organization. That's another definition. Example, you belonged to the local cricket club, so that's where you belong to a group or something. American Dictionary says it's to be, and this is quite interesting, it's to be in the right place, or if it's a person, to feel that you are in the right place, which is quite interesting. Um, and then another last definition, in fact, belonging means that you feel accepted, included, or a part of something else. People can feel like they belong to a school, a friendship, a sporting group, or even a classroom. It's interesting that uh, that definition didn't say, or a church, but anyway. Um, and I really think all those definitions carry an, an element of biblical truth, because when we belong, when we look at what the Bible says about belonging to one another, it does mean that you are a member. It does mean that you are in the right place, that God has added you somewhere. Um, it does mean, hopefully, that everyone feels accepted and they do feel included, um, they're part of something bigger than themselves. But it also means that you're probably the property of one another as well, which is harder for us to hear. You know, it's great to say, yeah, we, feel, we want you to feel accepted in the church and we want you to feel included. But when we say, well, actually, it's more than that. It's actually deeper than that. You actually belong to one another in terms of you're not your own. You can't dictate how much you give or don't give. Then that becomes a bit harder for us to, <laughs> to understand. Um, so I want us to look at some scriptures where Paul speaks about this concept of belonging to one another. The first one is Galatians 6 verse 10. So then, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to everyone, 
and especially to those who are the household of faith. So some translations will say, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So it's this thing of, because you belong to a family of believers, because you belong to one another, use every opportunity to do good. So that doesn't speak about um, when I want to, when I can. It's like use every opportunity because I'm part of this. Because God has added me to this, I'm going to use every opportunity to do good to, to someone else. And that to, to do good is actually to contribute, which we'll obviously look at next week. Philippians 4, verse 21 to 22. <clears throat> greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Now, again, some translations will say those who belong to Caesar's household. And, I mean, this isn't really what I want to say, but it was so interesting for me. It was quite cool because in Philippians, Paul was a prisoner. I don't know if you guys know that. And he was under God, and he started ministering to Caesar's household. So, in other words, to, to the guys within Caesar's palace. And some of them got saved. So, Paul, while he was in prison, he, he was actually preaching the gospel, still using every opportunity to preach the gospel. And he actually sends... Greetings to, to this church for those that belonged to that household, which was quite interesting. Um, 1 John 2, 18, 19. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist, that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, and it might become plain that they are not one of us. And again, some translations say they would have remained with us, but the going showed that none of them belonged to us. So it is really just, we see from these scriptures that Paul had this understanding that if God put you in a church family, if you belong to one another, it is much deeper than just having a membership or having a, you know, with some clubs, with like a gym contract, you buy like an annual membership and now you say, oh, I belong to Virgin Active. This is not the same. It's not an annual membership. It's not something I can choose to walk away from whenever I want or whenever I get offended or upset. This is going, I belong to this family. God has put me here. Because that's the most important thing. You need to feel that God has put you here, right? Like, I can't make that, that decision for you. You need to go, God has added me to this family. And because he's added me to this family, I belong to each other. And it's, um, it's not an annual membership. It's not, uh, next year... I'll look for a better church. I mean, there isn't a better church, but people think there are. <clears throat> That's a joke. God uses everyone. Well, not everyone. Okay. Romans 12. I'm just keep quiet. <laughs> for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For, as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not have all the same functions. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Um, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, okay, then it speaks about um, different gifts. But um, the, the human body, yeah, just go there. It speaks about having different members. And I think this is something that, this is what kind of made it like um, go home for me in this week. Is if you belong to a social club, 
you're not a member. You are a member, but you're not attached to the body. But when you belong to a body, it means that you are a member, that you are either a foot or a toe or a pinky or a hand or, I don't know, something. And it's quite deep because what happens if I now go, I don't like my hand. It's not doing what I think it should do. I'm going to cut it off. What will happen to the rest of my body? It's going to be painful. Will I ever be able to do 100%? Like, will I ever be able to use the capacity of my body at 100% if I don't have a foot or if I don't have a hand? Even if I don't have a pinky. Can I do what someone else can do that does have a pinky? No, you can't, guys. The answer is no. <laughs> and it is the same with us. If you belong to a body, you are a member of that body, not like a member of a social club where you buy an annual membership. You are a member. You are attached to that body. And if, if we lose you, if we lose you, it affects the entire body because you belong. It's much deeper it's much deeper than buying a gym subscription. I don't know why I keep using the gym analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Maybe I should start gymming. That's, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the human body has many, has many members. Yes, each member has an important role to play. The health and growth of the body depend on the proper functioning of each member. And that is what it means to belong. It is... I can't follow God the way that he's called me to follow him if you don't do it, if you're not part of it, because you belong to me and I belong to you. We as a body can only function and bring glory to God when each one of us walks in what God has for us and use our gifts God has given us. Now, in my translation, it says each member belongs to all others. Each member belongs to all others. We belong to one another. Each member is called to serve the other members. No gift, no person is self-sufficient or unnecessary in, in his body. The hand can't just serve the hand. I mean, you can probably try, but it can't. He will the hand will never do what God has called the hand to do if it tries to serve itself. It can't. We are not our own, and we are not called to serve and love ourselves. We are called to serve and love each other. And this is the question that I... I felt God wanted me to ask you, like each one of you, I'm literally saying every single person here, do you really believe that we need you to be a healthy body that functions well? Each, each person here. Like I'm talking, I mean, I can't talk to each person, but you, as a person sitting here, do you really believe that if you belong to this, this body, that we need you, we desperately need you, to be a healthy, functioning body that brings glory to God. Each one of you. Not some, not the elders, not the deacons, not the comedians, every single person here. If you belong to this body, we desperately, desperately, desperately need you because we can't bring glory to God the way that we should without you. That, that is the biblical truth. That is, that, that is what it means to belong to one another. And if we belong to one another and if we function well, Ultimately, we bring glory to God, and each one of us will walk in what God has for us. You will never be, and I don't want to offend anyone, but you will never be able to walk in what God has for you if you do not belong to a body. Never. It's unbiblical. You can't. Um, if we really abide in Christ, then we know that we really belong to one another. 
If you really abide in Christ, then you, you, you would know that you belong to one another. And if we really belong to one another, then we contribute. We will contribute to, to, to this body. In Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16, and he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers, and that he is God, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning by, and by the craftiness and deceitful, and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. From the, from the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now, if you can just go back to the Thanks. Now it says there, um, the body of Christ. It speaks about, so in Christ, he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Now that body of Christ, who is that body of Christ? Is it you? Or is it us? It's us, right? But the body is made up of what? Of members, right? Of members which is each one of us. So God did not give these gifts, you know, those apostles, prophets, evangelists, those gifts to build up people individually, although it does happen, but he gave these gifts to build up each member that belongs to a body. There is a difference there, right? The apostolic won't go to individual people and try to build them up, but, they'll, but they will build up members that belong to a body because... The point is to build up the body, and we do that through the members that belong to, to the body. Um, that is why someone cannot sit at home and watch YouTube preachers and, and say, I'm part of the body. You're not. I'm sorry, but you're not. You're not a member. You don't belong to anyone, so you can't be built up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and why do we get equipped? Because it says there... Um, instead, speaking the truth enough, we grow to become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. We become equipped so that we can reach unity. Where do we reach unity? In, in the body, right? So that each part of the body knows what is my purpose, where are we going. You know, it's that Philippian scripture we spoke about on Wednesday, being like-minded of one mind, one purpose. So we each get equipped because we belong in the body. And, each, and as each, every single part of the body starts to work together in unity, what happens? The body functions. We bring glory to God. We see salvations. We make disciples. We go to nations. Justin, going to the nations. Um, so we get equipped to reach unity so that all members flow in harmony to build up the body. And then it speaks about... Um, uh, where is it now? Sorry, guys. Um, oh, sorry, just go back. Sorry. So 
verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, so unity in the body, each member working together in unity, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, we get equipped in the body because we belong so that we can get to know Jesus better. As we belong to one another, as we are members, we help each other get to know God better. That is knowledge of the Son of God. And to mature manhood. Um, and that maturity, what, what does it mean to be mature? It means not to be tossed to and fro like children, but to know who you are, to know what, is, what God has called you to do in this body and to, and to grow in character and to use the gifting that God has given you. That is what it means to grow in maturity. And again, we grow in maturity as each part of this body belongs to the body and they get equipped bit by bit, bit by bit. You grow in, in, in your knowledge of God. You walk with God. You get to know Him deeper. And as you get to know Him deeper, as you belong you contribute, and as you contribute, because you know you belong, you abide, and as you be abide, God convicts you to belong, and it's the cycle of us being together in a body, belonging to one another, um, and it's interesting, we use our gifting, we use our grace, we use the function which God has called you for the sake of others, for the sake of, of others, because you are a member of a body. And then, um, if you can just go to the next, no, sorry, sorry, go back. You're seeing my, my thunder sense, I'm joking. Um, it says in verse, I think it's 15, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. So, as we belong in a body, as we are members, we, we, we help one another. We support one another. We love one another. We make sure we don't have members falling by the wayside. Some of us are called to be ligaments. Some of us are called to be tendons, holding people together. You know, you'll sometimes say in a community group, if there's one person or two people missing on a Wednesday night, you'll say, yo, we really felt those people not being here. Why? Because they, some people are the glue that holds a group of people together. That's a gifting that God has given those people. They are ligaments in that body keeping the group together. And likewise, likewise, we need to do the same. Each one of us is part of this body. We support one another. We, ha we hold one another to together. That's why, you know, we often say from the front, guys, if, if you haven't seen someone in three weeks, just follow up. And that's not a, it's not a tick box thing that we have to do. It is because we're a body. If someone goes missing, you know, if I lose my, my, my big toe and all of a sudden I go... I haven't seen this thing in three weeks, you know. <laughs> Firstly, I'm going to be concerned because there's something otherwise seriously wrong with me if I can't feel my big toes missing. But I'm going to start looking for my big toe, right? I'm going to, I mean, someone needs to put this thing back, you know. And it's the same with us. Because we belong to one another, because we all grow up together in the unity of the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, because from Him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and bolts itself up in love. Because I need you to grow just as much as you need me to grow, we look out for each other, and we support one another, and we love one another, and we contribute. Um, because it says, as each part does its work. Now, that part is not a body. It's, a it's, it's the members of the body. As each part does what God has called them to do, 
Because you belong, you just automatically bless the people around you. Does that make sense? Thank you. Just, every now and again, support would be great, guys. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. If one member of the body suffers, every part suffers with it. If one member is honored, every part rejoices. And that is how it should be, because we belong to, another, to one another, because this is not just a social club where you get to come and go as you want, but because we belong, when one of you suffers, we all suffer. If, if oh, I keep using my toes as an example, I don't know why, but if I, if I, if I um, walk into a brick with my toe and it's sore, I'm going to feel it, right? I'm not, I, I can't just carry on like nothing has happened. I'm going to limp and it's going to be sore and I might have to use meds or whatever, Likewise, it, it should be with us. Because we belong to one another, because you are grafted into this family, and it's much deeper than just coming on a Sunday, when you suffer, we all suffer. When a part of the body is sick, that body can't function at 100% capacity the way it should. And it's exactly the same with us. But also, when you are honored, when something happens in your life, when God breaks through, when there's testimonies, when, when you experience God, I mean, we, we heard a testimony last week of someone, who was it? I can't remember. My, I'm so, my brain is fried. But someone testified about God um, placing them with finances for their car. Who was that? Sam. Yes, it was Sam. I mean, how amazing is that to hear for us, right? Because he's connected to us. Like, we rejoice with him because God came through for him. And it is such, like, it's, hopefully it stirs our faith because we belong to one another. Um, the connection between people as members of the body of Christ should be like the connection of a human body, right? That's what I just said. Um, so it's a really deep connection. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a mystery, this thing of belonging to one another. We can't completely un understand it, but it's what God, God has called each, each one of us to, to do. If God has placed you in this family, we desperately need you. <clears throat> we desperately need you. And you desperately need us. 